Welcome to The Red Podcast, a place for bold, inspired, outrageously courageous, and just a tad bit naughty women leaders come together. I'm Elaine Kalila, and I'm the founder of the Priestess Presence Temple, a sisterhood of over 80,000 women. For the past 25 years, I've had the great pleasure and privilege of supporting, inspiring, catalyzing, and initiating women to remember who they are. The Red Podcast is a place where you can come to lean into your edges, listen for that which yearns to be expressed more fully through you, and to say yes to the places that probably scare you. More importantly, I'm going to be talking with some amazing women who are spiritual and grounded, and we're going to be chatting about what it takes for each one of us to step into the legacy of our purpose and fully bring it to the world that we're here to co-create. Your presence is a gift, so I say bring it. We're here to listen to your red, your leading edge, that place of evolution within you. Hope you enjoy the conversations. So hello there, everyone, my lovely, lovely beings. It's Elaine Kalila here, and I have a rare and special treat for you today. (laughs) I am here to bring to the Red Podcast a sister of mine who is dearly, dearly beloved. I get to travel my life alongside her. She is sage, wisdom, deep heart, ecstatic alchemy. She holds the red maven energy. She really is a powerhouse. And um, I am excited to deepen into the conversation with her today. So I'm here welcoming my beloved Lisa Schrader. Mm. (laughs) What a deliciously red and ecstatic introduction that was. And I'm so happy to be here with you, beloved. (laughs) I know. Let's get our growl on already. Um, (laughs) So, you know, one of the things that you know I'm doing in the Red Podcast is, you know, I happen to be lucky enough to know some incredible women who are really leading this awakening of the divine feminine within these archetypes of the mature embodied spirituality that we are all looking for at this point in our lives. And I'm really here to be in conversation with you today, Lisa, because you're someone I come to when I'm needing the deeper advice about, especially about the transition that I've been going through in my own life, which is really the transition from the mother energy through to the queen or the empress. I've just gone through perimenopause. I think I'm on the other side in menopause now. Who knows? Because <laughs> you never really know until, <laughs> until, until you've gone a really long period of time. You're like, yeah, perhaps I'm already menopause. And so one of the conversations Lisa and I have been having is that essentially we have been um, talking about this rite of passage between um, those of us who are still cycling and bleeding and having our moon time and those of us who have gone through the transition and just what a significant transition it is. And Lisa happens Mm -hmm. to be another sister that's traveled through this transition and has been one of my guides, one of my mentors, as I've been coming a little bit behind her on that path. So Lisa, I'd love, love, love to deepen into this conversation with you today. Maybe we can start with just Mm. talking a little bit about this transition and what you noticed in your own life and what's alive for you as we bring up the topic. Um, well, honestly, it's interesting just listening to you speak about it. There's a lot of emotion, like I feel tears arising. So there's something, yeah. 
here that's, you know, very, um, that I wasn't expecting, but here it is. Like there's a real heart opening happening just even as we embrace the conversation. And I think that um, partly that emotion is arising um, because the topic is so important and it feels although there are, you know, huge changes happening, you know, there's so many more women speaking up about um, this passage. I just saw an article, maybe you did too, Elaine. I think it was a woman in the UK, pretty high up, like corporate a woman who ran a corporation. And she was speaking out about like, we need to take care of the menopausal women in our workforce and like really bringing that forward, you know, like in terms of like normalizing hot flashes and all these things. And I was like, whoa, are we in a different world? So there's a lot changing for sure. But I think a lot of that tenderness is that it's been so hidden and that and, and, and it's been spoken about, you know, look at my mom's generation and my grandmother's generation. Um, you know, it was, it was such, you know, just like our cycle was considered the curse, you know, the menopausal journey was just nothing but, you know, grief and, and sort of the degradation of who you are as a woman and the loss of your vitality, you know, like there was nothing ever constructive about that conversation it was just sort of a thing that you had to endure and that needed to stay hidden and what's sad to me about that is that no doubt about it it's it's a flipping roller coaster on every level and it's not just the hormones and the hot flashes and vaginal dryness and the lack of libido or any of those things that might be occurring symptomatically it's the um, lack of understanding of the rebirthing process that's happening. And the, the real, I think also a lot of the emotion that arises here is that there's real grief. There's real grief in, in stepping out of our archetype of mother, whether that's because you've been biologically mothering your children and they're off in college and out in the world and they don't need you in that same way. Or if it's the, the mothering that we've been doing in terms of our work in the world, right. And being like, you know, the go-getters and the, the, the hyper productive ones and the, you know, the ones who can work around the clock and get everything done. And that sort of uh, generative kind of energy that we really don't have nearly the level of access to when we go through this passage. So there's, there's real grieving there. And that's important. I guess so important. And so we can circle back around to that. But what is also true is that anytime, you know, we make these huge passages, there's something gorgeous on the other side. There's just something so miraculous Mm -hmm. about one's sovereignty and what opens up. And the ability to reflect and the ability to know ourselves on a deeper level. And that's another part of the sadness, I think, is that we don't know that. We're not, we don't embrace it. We don't see it for the real miracle that it is and the real, you know, enormity of this life passage. So Mm -hmm. thank you, 
beloved for bringing the conversation forward, Mm. you know, to your community. And so I can share it with mine because this really matters and it's huge what's happening to women. Mm -hmm. And it's really important we talk about it. Mm, mm, thank you, darling. I, I really can feel that heart place that you're speaking to, you know, that place where we can access into the, the, the grief and the joy and the rebirth and the mm. death and the, the cycle of life. And one of the things that I'm so struck by, and it's in our conversations that we, we've had, and I've been so lucky to have those conversations with you. And part of the reasons I, I wanted to bring you onto the podcast and have you here for the, the opening really of our Red podcast is because I think that one of the things I'm really noticing in myself is as I've gone through this transition, that my relationship to my body, to my energy, to my power, to my voice, to my presence inside of my relationship, inside of my work, there's this this grounding in that's happened. <laughs> it's the best way I can describe it. Like a, like there's um, a distillation or an elixir of self that's kind of happened where I feel like in the last year I've been distilling the essence of who I am and I'm much more embodied in that place. And I don't think that that gets talked about. You know, we get talk about the menopausal issues, you know, the physical symptoms, the roller coaster mm. emotions, the, the as you said, the vaginal dryness, which they called vaginal atrophy, by the way, which is horrifying term. I mean, whoever came up with that one needs to be slapped across the wrists. <laughs> I have to say, right? Because who wants to hear that? But there's this, so there's all the physical symptoms that people are talking about. But the piece that you really brought to my attention, Lisa, was to do with how we hold our power the boundaries, Mm. the sense of grounding into a deeper part of ourselves. And I wonder if you could talk about that because your reframing of that to me has been so helpful and so useful. Mm. Yeah, that's, you know, let's just talk about that around our sexuality, maybe. A lot of different ways we could look at that, but since that's one of my favorite topics to talk about. (laughs) Um, like for example I think um, prior to the perimenopausal journey um, you know there's there are plenty of ways that we can override and by the way this this isn't like something that completely shifts we you know this is there's a lot of work for a lot of us to be done around this. It doesn't just magically change when you go through menopause, but, but the, the um, tendency, I think that a lot of us have as uh, women or, or maybe it's not even a gender, but it's a more feminine polarity is to, um, to please, to perform, particularly I'm talking about our sexuality. Um, You know, there's so many reasons that that happens, that we get uh, programmed by the culture to, to be that way, to be like the super sexy performative, I'm going to turn you on and I'm going to take care of you. And I'm going to, you know, be the, the, the sexy sort of version of the porn star that you want, um, or that the culture says is attractive, that the culture says is desirable. 
And there is a way that we can be living our sexuality through that framing um, that, in my opinion, is becomes um, increasingly less and less sus- sustainable when our body goes through this change. And so, you know, yes, there's, you know, major changes with our hormones that affect our libido, our, you know, even our ability to lubricate our sense of feeling turned on, um, you know, how much we enjoy penetration or what we even like, like that brings us pleasure in terms of our sexuality. Those are all aspects. But if we're just looking a little bit more on this question of just our boundaries and our truth, it, it feels to me like there during this passage, we can no longer as readily, or maybe just period, no longer override the body. It's as if the body and the yoni says, I will no longer perform. I will no longer um, go through the motions when, when it doesn't feel good, it hurts. I'm not ready. Um, sex is happening too quickly, right? Like all those ways that our body says no more of that. There's a kind of sovereignty that might look as if like, Oh my God, what's happening to me? I'm losing my Mm -hmm. mojo. Mm-hmm. And yes, that also might be true. But what I think is also happening is this is is this this more subtle level that is saying, you know, that is a kind of violation. It is a kind of self violence when you, the one who lives up in the headquarters and who wants to be all sexy or wants to be seen that way, does performative kind of sex when your body is saying, I don't like this. I don't want to be pushed. I don't want to be told what to do anymore. And I'm not doing it anymore. Mm -hmm. You know, and when we override that, and by the way, this, you know, I've gone back and forth and back and forth over this territory for, you know, the last 10 years. So I'm not saying it happens overnight, but the more that I listen to the body and I work with my physiology. And by the way, ladies, there are plenty of things to do about that vaginal dryness. I'll just, if I can give a quick plug to my own podcast, She Source, there is a um, podcast there called The Vibrant Vagina. If you want more information, particularly from um, a naturopathic doctor, who you also know, of course, Elaine, mm-hmm. our naturopathic doctor. Um, <laughs> there's a lot of things that can be done about that, right? Mm-hmm. So go check out the Vibrant Vagina on my podcast, um, She Source. And so that can, a lot of those things can be handled. But what we're speaking about here is more that sovereignty of what your authentic sexuality is wanting from you. So maybe it is time to slow down or it is time to really listen or it's time to really look at what actually turns you on and what actually feels sustainable around pleasure in your body. And those are scary questions. They are. Because it might not look like how you're used to being. Yeah. Or what the culture says is desirable. But what I can promise you is there's gold in there. There's gold in there. What a beautiful promise. (laughs) What a beautiful promise. 
you know, as you're speaking, Lisa, I'm feeling into my own body and I'm wondering as you're listening, for all of you who are listening, just to feel into your own body for a moment and in real intimacy and honesty, come to this place where you have maybe said yes when you meant no, or mm -hmm. said yes because you thought you had to or you needed to, or said yes because you thought you wanted to, but then you didn't. And I just want to mm -hmm. honor what you said about it being a process, like a 10 year process. And I feel like I've been in this process for a really long time. And there's something that in the last six months to a year has really shifted for me. And it's in every aspect of my life, Lisa. And I think that this is what's so beautiful. Like you're talking about our, how we are with our sexuality, but there's also how we are in every aspect, which is just this place of inner knowing that, that is just very clear. It's a very, it's no longer like, oh, I don't know if I should or I shouldn't. It's like, actually, no, I really know. I really know what I want in this mm -hmm. moment, what I don't want. I know what would feel nourishing. I know what doesn't. I know where I'm leaking my energy and where I'm actually serving from my center. You know, there's this place that we kind of, and I don't, I, I, I'm talking about it because it's a revelation to me and you can tell that I'm still in it, right? <laughs> like I'm discovering it. And I'm kind of wanting mm -hmm. to invite all of you here with me to discover it alongside each other. And I really believe that it's to do with this collective uprising of the feminine and the arrival of those of us who are coming into our 50s into positions of leadership in an entirely new way that's coming mm -hmm. from this place, perhaps that the women who came before us, their mothers and grandmothers, didn't get to visit and it is an archetype and i've named the archetype of the queen or the empress of the red maven of the ecstatic alchemist it's really this this transition point that i know um you know we used to have mother maiden crone right <laughs> and now we've kind of got this, mm -hmm. this extra you know period of time 50s and 60s you know really crondoms in the 70s and it's the 50s and 60s that we're talking about where we're going through a very different phase of life than perhaps our mothers even went through because of where we are as women in 2021, because of what the work that's already been done to pave the way for us to have embodied spirituality, divine feminine archetypes, personal work, you know, conversations like this one. And so I wonder if you could speak from your experience of how have you changed, Lise? as you've gone through this? Like, what's the change that you've noticed in yourself? Because I think that that's where we can get some real tangible feeling for the transition that I'm really, like, feeling in myself. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, let me just say, and it sounds a little braggy, but I, I'm well, go ahead and brag. It. Go on, do it. I'm gonna go ahead and brag, but I'm also <laughs> gonna say it from a place of what I hope will land for those of you listening as as true inspiration, and and that is that 
I am having the most beautiful, ecstatic, and orgasmic sex of my life at 56. And (laughs) (laughs) that is coming from a woman who has spent, you know, decades exploring her sexuality and all sorts of ways with many different kinds of partners and different sorts of um, experiences. And I've had some amazing sex in my life. Um, And so what's different about that? Well, partly that is for me landing in um, my beloved relationship with my husband. Um, We've been together for 10 years and there's a kind of uh, deepening and ripening um, in my own body. And there's, you know, there's the loss of um, a lot of aspects of my sexuality, but then there's been the gaining, the gaining of. And so what does that look like? It looks like less of a race to the finish line Um, which might look like orgasm. It might look like, you know, a a launch for your business or it might look like whatever that the race is and a much more um, rich experience of the, the sort of miracles and grace of being more present in the actual moment. So, you know, sexually what that might look like for me is the sort of waves of, you know, orgasmic feelings or love or sensation um, and, the, and, and just the, the depth of being able to sort of like drop into that moment by moment as you know, just as ecstatic as some sort of goal or peak or culmination point. And, you know, I think that's just one of the shifts, right? Like I am a hyper achiever. (laughs) I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a person who loves to make things happen. And I'm, I can be a workaholic, you know, like I, I tend to go, um, pretty hard and pretty fast. And when I, you know, I started to hit menopause and I couldn't like literally couldn't process things at the same speed and, um, didn't have like the stamina also just like had such a deep, deep longing for stillness and quiet and emptiness that I never even really knew before. And, um, you know, to be able to mine those depths and really be in a, in a really like embodied place of surrender, there's just so much richness there that my, you know, my hyperachiever saboteur would never ever have paused to consider and doesn't believe it even exists. But there's something, you know, through this passage that I believe really forces us to, to make that kind of a shift into, um, you know, love of the moment and 
deeper presence, which of course is such a core to the to the um, priestess presence work that you do, love, and like the real life that's happening there. That's not about the future. It's not about the past. That is like you know the the beauty of that moment and the ability to 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 both rest in that and generate and create from that place. Um, and that's I still have judgments about myself all the time when I'm sitting in stillness or sitting in nature. You know, I have to struggle with the internal dialogue of like, oh, you should be doing this or you should be doing that or what are you accomplishing or, you know, all that that stuff that I carry. But more and more, um, it's, it's, it's counterbalanced by this other frequency um, that I also believe is, you know, it's presence, but it's also spirit. It's also one of the most tangible ways I can think of that I allow goddess to live through me. I love that, Lise. I'm just feeling into this gift that you have, that you bring of this transmission of the feminine, the divine feminine, in the way that you're speaking to it, in the, the depth that you bring. You know, and I can feel my whole body having relaxed listening to you. <laughs> mm. That's what's real for me right now. Mm. Is, uh, you know, there's mm. a signaling that I'm hoping you're all getting in this moment, which is about, from my lens, the, the, the embracing of this journey, of the now that we're in, of wherever you are in the journey. You know, and for me, <laughs> the last year was full of really, you know, some deeply um, challenging, as it was for all of us, 2020, what a year. I happened to be going through the height of my perimenopause <laughs> during 2020, um, which oh, wow. seemed very apt. Of course you were. <laughs> of course I was, right? And I'm sure many of you might have been with me. Um, so, you know, everything was getting, you know, amplified and my body was struggling. Ignited. Right, ignited. <laughs> As a collective initiation was happening, mm. I was also going through a very personal initiation with my body, with my energy, um, with my my stress and how I hold stress and what's like you said what's sustainable and not and when I listen to the words that you're speaking Lisa about this this not rushing to the finish line that's the words that keep coming back into my head <laughs> you know this this place where it's like every place along the journey is valuable every place along the journey is to be mm. um to be experienced. And something you said to me just the other day, and I want to share this with you all because it's such a invitation. Lee said to me, <laughs> how about you spend your day just every time that there is a pleasurable moment or something that could be yummy and delicious, like really taking the time to allow that orgasmic flow of energy that's there all the time, that's not just about sex, to mm. be present in your everyday life. And I came away from you saying that to me, Lisa, and I've been practicing this really consciously, like I wrote it down and I, I've been mm, really conscious for you, love. right? Because this is the thing we forget in the hundred, in, in the busyness of our life, in what we have to do. And the practice for me 
is about, oh, this is something so interesting, moving my sexuality out of the sexual yes. act. Yes. Right? Like it's not about having sex yes. anymore into how can I move in this awakened, sensual place in my life? So maybe you could speak a little bit mm, more about that. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Right. Because I think one of the things I notice in, you know, talking with women all, all day about these topics inside of my work is that, you know, there, there's a, it's, it's called the great unveiler, right? This, <laughs> I'm not sure who coined that expression, um, but it, yeah, it is the great unveiler. So what's getting unveiled as we go through this journey, this like midlife awakening. And for a lot of us, the way that we have been having sex and having orgasms, you know, that's maybe just, you know, it's getting the job done. It's fine. It's whatever there, maybe there hasn't been a lot of innovation there, but it's been working okay, you know, there's, there's sort of that, the, the, what gets unveiled, I think for a lot of us in this moment is like, yeah, actually that's not really working for me anymore, or it's just not turning me on anymore, or it's really not that fulfilling, or I don't really know who I am sexually, or shit, I haven't done any of my work around my sexuality. I've been busy, you know, becoming a more spiritual person and doing learning about my Enneagram types and learning about my gene keys and learning about like, you know, who I am and doing my psychological work and going to my therapy and fixing my body and working out. And, but when it comes to my sexuality for a lot of women, it's, it can be like a little bit of the last frontier, like, Oh shit, don't make me go there. Right. And so it could be that what's getting unveiled is like, Oh, sweetheart, it's okay. But you know, you might need a little love here. You might need a little coaching. You might need a little support around, you know, what those patterns are for you. What's working? What's not? It's okay. What's getting unveiled is that there's something new, um, something that wants to evolve around your sexuality that's, that's coming forward. And as we you know, enter, if we're willing to enter into that inquiry in our lives, then we start to, you know, also really be in an inquiry around our pleasure, right? So if that, that way of being stimulated isn't actually stimulating you anymore, or in fact, it's irritating you, or it's just your body's like, yeah, no, not that anymore, then the inquiry, you know, isn't, oh my God, there goes my sexuality. Oh, well, I guess that's, you know, the end of it for me. Might as well hang up the <laughs> high heels and, you know, whatever. I mean, that could be one way you go, but I'm a stand for you saying, okay, great. So then what is actually next? What does bring you pleasure? What does it mean to be you know, in your languaging, a red maven or in your, your ecstatic nature. And so having that, you know, awakening of your sensuality in, in, a, in a very literal way, what am I seeing? Like, let's just practice this for a moment, loves, if you're listening. Um, just look around the environment that you're in right now. 
I am looking at this beautiful madrone tree outside my window that's shimmering in the breeze. And I'm looking at her green and yellow leaves and her incredibly <laughs> red, orange trunk. Like, what are you, what do you see that delights your visual field right now? Could be colors or patterns or textures. What are you smelling? You can faintly smell the incense, even though it's not lit in my space. What are you tasting? I'm sipping on some Earl Grey tea right now. What do you detect on your tongue? Might be pleasant or unpleasant, but you're just bringing your awareness right there. What are you hearing aside from my voice? What are the sounds that are nearby and what are the sounds that are the furthest away? And what do you feel on your skin? What are you aware of with your skin right now? Mm. What's the air feel like? What's the clothing feel like? Right? So just bringing ourselves into our senses brings us into presence because we can't experience our senses if we're not actually here in this body. And then we can start to really invite in the things that feel pleasurable or that delight you. And from that, if we dive even deeper into, then you get more to that frequency of ecstasy, of the shimmering that to me is the goddess, is love, and is orgasm, is life reaching for itself, shakti. It's all of those things. And so we can enter into that experience whenever we bring our attention there with practice. We'll get there faster and faster. And then we bring that into the bedroom, right? So then when we arrive into wanting to be sexual, whether that's with ourselves or another, we're already like sort of at a simmer, if you will. And, you know, then we can just dance with turning up the heat a little bit or moving it in, you know, to more places of the body that are you know more designed for oh my goodness Lisa you've got stimulation (laughs) we're oozing and gooey I can just feel it you know I'm gonna understand you said because it was so good you just said that shimmering is the goddess that's who she is Mm. and that arrival into that intimacy with her as she lives in you yes 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 ding 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 all my bells went off and i'm noticing as you've led us Mm. this gorgeous presencing that this is the gift i'm gonna pause can you hear that in the background this yes yeah, I'm just going to wait because yes. Ban is deciding to cut something right now. Bless him. <laughs> so <I'll just> cut. <laughs> He's out. The masculine is walking in the door with his big yeah. sword. Yes. 
This is the outtake for the podcast. So we're sitting here doing this fabulous, ooey, gooey, sensual delight. And outside my window is my big man <laughs> with his saw, sawing wood up while he mends the stairs of right. our house. How hot is that? Yes. Yes. Ooh. Thank you. That is sexy. <laughs> oh, my God. Is he wearing that sexy? Sexy tool belt. That's oh, he is. He is. Damn. Honey. <laughs> Damn, bam. <laughs> bam. Ma'am. Indeed. Wow. So we get this piece real and live. This is what's really happening on the podcast today. <laughs> so and he's keeping on going. So I'm just going <laughs> to let him continue his journey over there for a moment. Um, and I'm actually, it seems, oh, there you go. He stopped. So I have a couple. Well, anyway, I, the point here is it works. Lisa, this works. And I want to just honor you. It's such a simple teaching, but it's so profound. So this delightful practice that Lisa just shared with you is the one that she invited me into just the other day. And what can I can say to you all is really this phase of life is about giving ourselves the gift of this kind of presence with ourselves. And that's part mm. of the journey. I really feel like it's a turning toward intimacy with me, Lisa, that has been the big yeah. bridge through my menopausal years here, has been a constant turning back toward myself and looking at where I relate with me. So I yeah. just wanted to I say that. that. It's so true. <laughs> yeah. It's so, so true. And I just want to underline that because... Mm. You know, I'm, I feel, I feel so incredibly blessed to be as turned <laughs> on to my husband in the kind of marriage that I, that I'm in. And I know that that can land as such a, a grief and a heartache for those of you listening who are longing for that relationship or longing for a partnership, um, whether you're already in a partnership and you feel it's lacking or whether you're somebody who's calling in, you know, your beloved. So I just, I really want to acknowledge that. And of course, I want this for you. <laughs> I do, I want it so much for you. And lest we go into that cultural narrative that's kind of says something like, yeah, well, I'll get all super turned on when I find, you know, the the man or the woman of my dreams or you know my tantra right. consort's gonna right. come in and awaken my sexuality <laughs> and also suddenly be all orgasmic it'll be so fabulous so there's no doubt that you know your consort can activate right that for you with you but i really believe that where i am at um is is not just because of the incredible you know um deftness of my lover because <laughs> he is that but it is because of the literal decades of work I have done with my own sexuality and with my own intimacy mm. with the goddess mm. and this just goes to another point that I think it is really important to make because then I am that right I am yeah. in that shimmering frequency 
Hmm. You know, not every day people like get stressed out and cranky and bitchy. And I'm like, ah, don't touch me. You know, it's not like I'm walking around in, 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 in the <laughs> shimmer all the time, but I can go there pretty quickly, you know, and I do it. It is like a real part of my life. Anybody that knows me is like, yeah, man, she's just in her juiciness a lot. But that is something then that I invite my partner into right and then he in this case is so um just enveloped in that frequency of shakti and goddess he can't wait to be with that he can't wait to be invited into that right so for us there's a the more that i do that for me and that i am that and then i invite him into that that is part of what feeds the the juice and the polarity that we have in our relationships so so this piece you're saying um elaine for all of us i just really want to underline this i fully believe that this you know relationship to the shakti of your pleasure and the goddess shakti is job number one with us that that's where we source it and then we can expand it and play with it you know with others such wise 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 words so before we complete today i have some red questions to ask you and so these are quick questions i'm going to ask you and you just give us the the answer that rises up spontaneously okay are you ready this is a little game i get to play with you <laughs> oh this is for me i'm sp- yeah. i'm doing this with you yes this isn't just for the audience oh, no okay. isn't okay. This oh my gosh okay questions okay yes. i'm ready i'm ready i'm ready okay I'm lisa what do you avoid but secretly yearn to express mm. um i avoid singing and i secretly yearn to express the part of me that always wanted to reincarnate as a gospel singer. Oh my God, we both have that one in common. Isn't that hysterical? I always say that if there's one thing I could have this life, it would be able to sing like that and have that orgasmic experience, right? Totally. I was raised on Aretha Franklin. My dad used to put on (laughs) Amazing Grace Aretha Franklin on Sunday and he would say, this is our church because we didn't go to church. I'm like, okay, this is the church. What a great invitation. I I, I avoid it and I secretly wish that I could sing. (laughs) And I I just felt less fearful about doing it. Yes. Awesome. Okay, next question on this beautiful list here. What are you devoting? to mm. love oh that's beautiful love, I'm love, devoted love. To love. Mm. awesome okay and the next one is well what fire did you come here to burn Mm, that's a little bit tricky question. I'm wondering, am I burning something up in the fire or is it the fire that's like burning in me? But mm. maybe it's the same. It's about, it's about self-love and self-acceptance mm-hmm. and burning up the stuff that clouds that, the, 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 the lack of worthiness. It's yeah. around all that. That's the I fire. I so see that in you. So see that in you. Beautiful. Mm. 
And then the final one here is, what is the most revealing thing about you that you hide? Mm. Uh, my sensitivity. Yeah. I think I, I, I present as a very strong and capable, um, confident uh, person. <laughs> when people meet me, they're always shocked that I'm as petite as I am. People are <laughs> always thinking that I'm this very tall person. Even my husband's like, "God, you're short." He always forgets how short I am. And it's it's kind of it's it's kind of that. It's like I'm short. I'm little. There's a there's a littleness about me that's um, very tender and very sensitive that um, gets gets armored up. Yeah, I love. Yeah, well, I love all parts yeah. of you, honey. But I honor that sensitivity <laughs> and that place. Yeah, yeah, that we don't always lead with because, yeah, we've been trained that that, yeah. that whatever it is to lead means to be, you know, in our bigness right. or our strength or whatever, mm. right? And it's so beautiful it's to, you know, this red energy is really about embracing all of it. You know, mm. I'm really here. As a stand for us to embrace all the parts of ourselves, all the contradictions, all the paradoxes, all the places where, you know, I'm this and I'm also yes. that, you know, and, and can we can we allow ourselves to be that beautiful, complex, intricate, unique wovenness that each one of us is. And so I celebrate you and all the textures and all the colors and all mm. the shapes that you hold, love. And I'm honored. Oh, thank you, sweetheart. <laughs> and I can't. Yeah, I can't tell you what an mm -hmm. honor it is to um, have you in my life and mm -hmm. all of the beautifully mm -hmm. intimate ways that we get to connect mm -hmm. and to be able to be seen by you mm -hmm. and see you that way. Tears, tears. It's one of the oh. things that makes me feel the wealthiest. Oh, sweetheart, thank you. Well, mm -hmm. I am beaming from ear to ear if you could see me with tears streaming mm. down my cheek which is a good way to end oh. the podcast of today oh my goodness so for all of you who are listening i hope you enjoyed this peek into lisa schrader's heart and wisdom and wild shakti and beauty mm. and you can find out more about her and all of her offerings um, on her website which is listed in the podcast area and i do invite you to check out her offering and all of her podcasts that she's done which are amazing um, and stay tuned because I'm sure we're going to have Lisa back on as a guest to continue these kinds of conversations because she's just awesome thank you honey mm. <laughs> thank you I want to thank you for listening to this episode of the red podcast it's been an honor to have you here with us. As red women, we are here leading from the edges of our own evolution, birthing new worlds into being through our bodies, our hearts, our minds, and our beautiful presence. If you would like to be in contact with me, I love hearing from you. You can find me on Instagram at elaine.kalila or over on my website, elainekalila.com. And lastly, I'd like to invite you, if you loved this episode, to go ahead and share this with someone that you think might enjoy it too. It's through us sharing our hearts with one another and inspiring one another that we reveal our red, that evolutionary edge that is just waiting to be fully expressed in all aspects of our world. 
Until next time, many, many blessings. 